For the 4th of January 2024, this is the Disorderly Show's TLDI News Roundup, reading the news so you don't have to, and in no particular order. The Biden administration has allocated $162 million to microchip technology to bolster domestic chip manufacturing and lessen reliance on overseas production. This initiative involves a $90 million investment to upgrade a facility in Colorado Springs and a $72 million expansion of the plant in Gresham, Oregon. The U.S. Center for Safe Sport is currently investigating claims of sexual misconduct against a teenage athlete who has denied these allegations. Despite local police dismissing the case, the investigation has been ongoing for over 20 months, highlighting concerns about safe sports efficiency and resource allocation. In 2023, Safe Sports saw a significant influx of complaints, receiving approximately 7,000, which is a 30% increase from the previous year. Newly released court documents connected to the Jeffrey Epstein case have disclosed the names of several of his associates, including notable figures such as Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, and Prince Andrew, who have been photographed with Epstein but are not accused of any criminal conduct. These documents contain depositions from Epstein's victims detailing their experiences and interactions with well-known and influential individuals, including Michael Jackson, who, like the others, is mentioned but not implicated in any wrongdoing. While some members describe encounters with individuals like Prince Andrew and acknowledge Epstein's relationships with Clinton and Trump, they do not allege any illegal activities by these high-profile figures. In an unprecedented occurrence, a polar bear in Alaska has succumbed to H5N1 avian influenza, marking the first reported case of its kind. It is believed that the polar bear contracted the virus by consuming an infected dead bird. This incident is part of the most severe avian flu outbreak in U.S. history, which began in February 2022. This outbreak has had a devastating impact, affecting over 70 million birds across the nation and extending its reach to over 80 countries globally. Now, I know, I know, every dog is a good boy. But, if you had a 7-year-old golden doodle named Cecil, and they ate 4,000 of your dollars, eh, does does it change a little bit? Though... The question has to be asked, and it's not answered in the news article. Why the hell did you have your money just strewn about? <laughs> I doubt. I, I thought nobody had cash. I thought it was all code or crypto. But yeah, well, that'll teach you to just leave all of that money just laying around. Oh, that's surprising, really, because that's eh, a whole new meaning to the dog ate my homework. Hey, I can't pay this bill because the dog ate my money. Well, we told you yesterday and we're reminding you again that a winter weather system is anticipated to impact the East Coast with snow and freezing rain because, you know, that's what winter weather system means. Although we have no idea where it's actually going to hit, but we think Boston, Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia are going to face significant snowfall while New York City, City? No. While New York City is expected to have a lower likelihood of snow and sleet. The precise trajectory of the storm will become more apparent as it progresses through Colorado, New Mexico, and Texas prior to its advancement up the East Coast. In a significant incident in eastern Baghdad, a drone strike targeted the headquarters of an Iranian-backed militia, resulting in the death of at least four militia fighters and wounding six others. 
This attack comes in the context of over 100 assaults faced by the U.S. in Syria and Iraq since mid-October, with many claimed by the Islamic resistance in Iraq. In response, Iraq has expressed its right to take decisive measures, highlighting the increasing tension and complexity of the situation in the region. And heading over to Italy, the Vatican's doctoral office has addressed concerns raised by Catholic bishops regarding the restricted sanctioning of blessings for same-sex couples, assuring that such blessings are neither heretical or blasphemous. They emphasize that these blessings do not alter the church's definition of marriage as a union exclusively between a man and a woman. Furthermore, the Vatican clarified that these blessings should not be mistaken for a religious rite akin to the blessing of a marriage, nor should they be interpreted as an official endorsement of homosexual relations or equated with the sacrament of marriage. Vanessa Joy, a transgender candidate running for the Ohio House, has faced disqualification due to noncompliance with an obscure state law mandating the inclusion of former names on petitions, a requirement she did not meet. Notably, two other transgender candidates were certified despite also omitting their previous names. Joy intends to challenge her disqualification and aims to advocate for a change in Ohio's law, recognizing the broader implications this issue could have on the transgender community across the United States. A Tennessee judge has impeded the public disclosure of records pertaining to a sexual harassment complaint against ex-state lawmaker Scotty Campbell. This includes details about the expenditure of tax money in the investigation. The decision was based on exemptions within the State Public Records Act, which permit protective measures and confidentiality for legislative employees embroiled in sexual harassment allegations. A federal judge in Oregon has rejected motions by the U.S. Department of Justice to dismiss a climate lawsuit filed by 21 young plaintiffs, paving the way for the potential trial of this landmark case. U.S. District Court Judge Ann Aiken recognized the climate crisis as a severe emergency and noted the growing frustration among young people regarding the sluggish response to this global issue. Attorney Julia Olson, representing the plaintiffs, anticipates a trial later this year and argues for the accountability of the federal government in exacerbating the climate crisis. Recent findings indicate that Paxlovid, a widely used treatment for COVID-19, does not significantly reduce the risk of developing long COVID in individuals who have been vaccinated. This revelation suggests that while Paxlovid is effective in treating acute COVID-19 symptoms, its efficiency in preventing the prolonged lingering symptoms associated with long COVID in vaccinated persons is limited. In a tragic incident at an Iowa high school, a 17-year-old suspect fatally shot a 6th grader and wounded five others before dying from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. During the shooting, students either barricaded themselves or fled to exits in a frantic attempt to escape the violence. Several injured victims were rushed to hospitals in Des Moines for treatment. This shooting, which unfolded on the first day back to school after winter break, is currently under investigation by law enforcement and FBI agents. New York City has initiated a lawsuit against 17 charter bus companies for their role in transporting migrants from Texas, seeking over $700 million in damages. The lawsuit alleges that these companies breached a New York law by consciously participating in Governor Abbott's strategy to bus migrants to the city, thereby straining its social services system. In response to this influx, Mayor Eric Adams issued an executive order to limit bus drop-off locations within the city. 
As a consequence, some of these companies have started leaving migrants in neighboring towns instead. To celebrate the bicentennial of Harriet Tubman's birth, the U.S. Mint has introduced a series of commemorative coins featuring $5 gold coins, $1 silver coins, and half-dollar coins, all honoring the renowned abolitionist. These coins were crafted in partnership with the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Harriet Tubman Home, ensuring an authentic representation of Tubman's legacy. The sales of these coins are not just symbolic, but also beneficial, as the proceeds are set to support both the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Harriet Tubman Home. Christopher Worrell, I guess that's how you pronounce it, it's W-O-R-R-E-L-L, a member of the Proud Boys extremist group has been sentenced to a decade in prison for assaulting officers during the January 6th Capitol attack. Prior to his sentencing, Worrell attempted to evade law enforcement by going on the run and even faked a drug overdose to postpone his court appearance. In his defense, Worrell's attorney argued that the spray gel and tactical vest he possessed during the attack were intended for self-defense, citing previous violent encounters between the Proud Boys and counter-protesters. Astrobotic technology and intuitive machines, two private companies, are in a competitive race to become the first commercial entities to achieve a lunar landing. Astrobotic is preparing for its mission on the newly developed Vulcan rocket, while Intuitive Machines is planning a mid-February launch in collaboration with SpaceX. Both companies are integral to NASA's initiative to foster commercial moon deliveries as NASA shifts its focus towards manned lunar missions. Under contracts with NASA for Lunar Delivery Services, these companies are not only competing for significant industry recognition, but also for the practical achievement of successful lunar landings. Astrobotics' journey involves a two-week trip to the moon, followed by a month in lunar orbit before an anticipated landing on February 23rd. In contrast, Intuitive Machines is set for a faster, more direct trajectory, aiming to land within a week of its launch. And finally... Colonel Earl Matthews, who served as the top lawyer for the D.C. National Guard during the January 6, 2021 insurrection, has accused Army officials of retaliating against him for challenging the accounts of two generals about the delayed deployment of the National Guard during the Capitol attack. In his whistleblower reprisal complaint, Matthews alleges that he was denied a promotion and was unjustly removed from a work conference as retribution for his testimony to Congress, where he labeled the generals as absolute and unmitigated liars regarding their description of the military's response. Despite reports by the Pentagon Inspector General and the House Committee investigating the January 6th attack concluding no deliberate delay in Pentagon officials, disputes continue over the events of that day. Central to the controversy is whether Lieutenant General Walter Piatt and General Charles Flynn hesitated to deploy the Guard due to concerns about the optics of sending troops to the Capitol. Matthews' complaint seeks his promotion to Brigadier General in disciplinary action against those who retaliated against him, asserting the need to restore public confidence in the integrity of government operations. Well, with that, I hope I keep your integrity letting you know about the news of the day. Weekday, I don't work weekends. And I hope this week, God, it could have been, it would have been great to go this whole year without a damn school shooting. My hope is, maybe that should be everybody's resolution is that we don't, there isn't any more. How about that? We all, let's all get just fat and fun together and we strive to make sure there's no more school shootings ever. How about that? How about that be the resolution we all get behind every single year? 